0: Hi, I'm Mark Renick, this is Victory Over Sin. This is Victory Over Sin and my name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. I hope everything is well with you and you're holding up in the cold, cold winter days of uh, winter now here in the Treasure Valley. As I said, my name is Mark Rennick. The show is Victory Over Sin. In the first part of the show, what I attempt to tell you is what Victory Over Sin is all about. It's actually a program that's funded through Systemic Change of Idaho. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy group that comes out of the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul here in the Treasure Valley. And what it has, it actually is an outgrowth of one of their conferences. It's called the Reentry Conference. And in that reentry conference, what we do is see people who what we'd like to call our returning citizens, they're coming out of incarceration, and they pick up the phone, they call St. Vincent de Paul. They identify themselves as a person who's just gotten out of incarceration, and they're directed to that conference. And then a group of about 20 volunteers, Vicentians we kind of tend to call them, are people who go out and see those people. And we go out in groups of two, we come out and say hi, and we help them with rent, help them with clothes, vouchers, bus passes, bicycles, et cetera, and um, get them kind of started on their first days out of incarceration. We've been doing this for almost five years, and we've been very successful with it. It's been popular in terms of supporting uh, people who are coming out of incarceration, and it got some attention on a nationwide basis for from St. Vincent de Paul. And little did we know when we started this that there is actually a reentry project within St. Vincent de Paul, and they had some agencies under contract already to do some progressive things for people who are coming out of incarceration. They came out and visited us. To make a long story short, they said, hey, this is pretty cool what you're doing. Would you like to do something else for those kinds of folks? We talked about what we'd like to do and that became Systemic Change of Idaho. They do several things and one of the good things they do obviously is to fund this show. And so we do put this this show on. If you go back on the archives of the show at KBXL, you'll see that we've been doing it for just over a year now, and you'll see key people who work with people who are released from incarceration, and we ask them what they do and how they support us. It's become a good resource and a place to go for people who need information about the population that's being released from incarceration. So you can go back and look at the archives. And we get to do this in a format where we get to come out and have guests. And we're going to have a guest here in a minute that I'm excited about. But that's basically what we do. Uh, the other thing that we do actually, too, is we've put together a PowerPoint that addresses all the issues that affect somebody who is on parole. And if you've been listening to my voice before, you know that I am actually a returning citizen myself. I've been out of incarceration for six and a half years now. Just got off what's uh, it's called paper. I've uh, just been gold-sealed. And um, what we do is take people like myself who have either on parole still or been released from incarceration, and we send them through some training processes to put together this PowerPoint that we go, and they go out, and we distribute that information to different churches, different community groups, different service groups, and businesses, for that matter. At the end of the show, I'm gonna let you know how to reach reach out to talk to me, and if you wanna talk to us, and you're interested number two things. If you're a returning citizen, you say, hey, man, I'd like to be involved in this. Let me know, and we'll get you involved. And also, if you're a church, or if you're a service group, and you wanna know about the Department of uh, Department of Corrections here in Idaho, from a perspective of somebody that's on parole, you'll see some of the issues. What we highlight in that that PowerPoint are the difficulties, costs, and some of the roadblocks that that, uh, face people who are incarcerated. It's never meant to negate, certainly, the fact that, in my case, I broke the law. I deserved what I got. But it is meant to educate Idahoans about how difficult it is to survive on parole. And Idaho takes some unique uh, approaches to incarceration, and we point that out in the PowerPoint. So if you're interested in that, I'll let you know at the end of the show, and you can reach out, and we'll set that up for you. We've actually, I uh, have three people now who are doing that on an ongoing basis with me. And we go out, we'll talk to different service groups, and you'll be surprised at the reaction from people as they hear those facts and listen to those facts, and it's told from a perspective of somebody that's in the system. So that's exciting. We're doing well. We're excited about 2018, and that's what we're going to do today on this kind of first week of 2018 for the show. We're going to look back at 2017 and look at the future of 2018 with my guest. And we'll be right back to do that in just a second.
1: The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's 1 in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated, and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So, upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community. This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208- 629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Like
0: I said, we've been doing this for just over a year now. I think this is the 54th show. So I'm excited to do that because I'm going to bring back a friend of mine, good old friend of mine, Daryl Taylor is here from where? are We going to see you from? Ten, you're retired from Ten Mile Christian Church.
2: Yes, retired.
0: That's right. You're an elder at Ten Mile Christian. Church. I still am. Yes. Uh-huh. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, Mark, thank you and thank you for having me. And and uh, the, uh, I get to be the first guest in uh, 2018. I really appreciate that. A I little, know. a little bit about myself. Born and raised in, uh, in Boise, Idaho. That's unusual. That's, that's a claim to fame that yeah, is and uh, except for uh, military service and college I've been in uh, Idaho uh, all of my life and uh, I don't think it was planned that way it's just the way I think God has worked it out. Um, my uh, my mom and dad uh, my dad was in construction and uh, back then the big uh, construction companies um, uh, MK and uh, Boise Cascade and there was another Think there was a McGregor and a and a, a Coker, and he would. Uh, uh, they were uh, their world offices were here, and so they, uh, the uh, my mom and dad just uh, planned to uh, uh, plant the kids and uh, and mom here, and then uh, he would uh, he would travel to whatever uh, job was opening up, and so then uh, we had kind of a part-time dad, but. My dad was uh, a—I don't know how he worked as good Christian man. My both my mom and dad were good Christians. Um, I don't know how dad did this, but he was a company man and he was also a a family man. And uh, so when he was when he was home, we uh, we did a lot with him, and uh, and just really um, he was just really a great guy and uh, learned a lot from him and and a lot of the. uh, the way I am is because of my dad, and I just uh, thank God for uh, for the blessing through him.
0: And um, it's, it's like those uh, those types of families are kind of go by the wayside anymore. From the work that you and I do, I know that um, it's unfortunate, but that's, that's that's too often the case, isn't it?
2: It is. It uh, it tends to uh, people tend to uh, um, just get blinders on and think about themselves and and not those. Uh, not the importance of raising kids.
0: Mm-hmm. You were out, and you were uh, involved for, as a staff at Idaho Department Corrections. What did you do out there? And
2: yes, I started out as a correctional officer, and I uh, when I uh, and I still do uh, prison ministry out there. And I'm always kind of hesitant to tell uh, the returning citizens that uh, I used to be an officer out there,
0: yeah, and uh, and yet you. I think everybody that ship has sailed. I think everybody knows that. Yeah,
2: I think <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe it's just. Uh, uh, That's in your head. Yeah, just in my head, and uh, but uh, everybody seems to um, just to take that in stride, and they don't hold it against me. And
0: well, I think a lot of people who'll be listening to us on the radio, or who know your name or know your voice, certainly, um, you're one of the more credible voices of men who uh, have spent time out supporting people like myself as you've, as you've come out so it's always it's it's mostly Daryl Taylor first Ten Mile Christian second to be honest with you and I think that's something that um, you should be proud of and uh, I know I'm happy to be associated with you too so.
2: well and uh, and our claim to fame is um, uh, back in um, and you're going to have to help me with this 2000 and
0: uh, you mean Hope Community we yeah. met that's when we met I was uh, in maximum security prison and we developed a program called hope community which was a therapeutic community model if you will but they did a faith-based thing and we did it at g block from uh, christmas of 2005 to september of 2009 and that's where you and i met right
2: yes um the uh um i think it was the chaplain out there was wanting to get some uh uh, some mentors out there
0: an individual mentor for all 36 of us who lived in g block
2: right and i uh, i tell you what that was uh that without a doubt was a god thing, that um, just one on one and and uh, just helping, um, actually helping each other. Because I know the uh, the mentors received a blessing as much as the uh, the, uh, the guys. Because I think, cause out I
0: think there. too, we had had at that point in time, um, we were we were doing okay. Although I, I always say that it was not utopia. We kind of fought like cats and dogs, but we were making our way through the program, and yet the mentors was a key that they always kind of. St- kind of put the carrot out, boy, you're going to get mentors, you're going to get mentors, and quietly behind the scenes, they were looking all over for a church to come up with 36 mentors. Right. And then uh, then chaplain Dave Stone went to Steve Moore at Tim Mall and I think uh, I know Steve Moore now, and that I know he just went to the pulpit one Sunday, and suddenly we had 48 mentors, right?
2: Right, yeah. You know, I can't even begin to imagine you have 36 guys in that small, small area and uh, for you to say, you know, you, you fought off and on. I mean, I, I would to that. I would say, duh. <laughs> I mean, look at you know, you got all that that man
0: stuff going on. And yeah, I think well, the thing that was I found, and, and again, you look back on retrospect, because um, there are some people that you know that I was one of the first thirty six that moved in. They had to clear out G block, which wasn't. the the happiest of times for the men who lived out there. That was a prestigious place to live in the institution. And then some of us went through a procedure where we applied to live out there. And so they cleared out everybody, and then 36 of us moved in. And uh, it was Christmas, and a lot of the guys that had to move out weren't happy about it. But over time, what happened was uh, we got a reputation that if you go out to this Hope Community thing, boy, you get a break at the board. And so then everybody and their brother wanted to be in the program and and, but the unfortunate thing is that when you have to live a 24-7 lifestyle that says you're trying to change your life i.e. you're trying to become a christian that's not that easy for people so i always estimate that we were probably in those three and a half years that i was there and i was gone for a few months for for a brief time when they had a custody issue that all of us had to be close custody to be there for a few months And I left for a few months, but I would estimate 250 people came through those 36 beds. That many? Yeah, and um, because they'd come in and they couldn't do it and they'd get either asked to move or they'd get moved or something would happen, they'd break a rule and then they'd go away. And Mm -hmm. I know I always sat, and I've told this story on the air before, but that my cell or the place where i was living was function where i would see the man who had to leave because you're outside you're going back into the institution so you're handcuffed behind your back and you're escorted by two officers and as they looked back at g-block they thought there was a look in their eye that said whoops i messed this up and i think that's the case i think in some ways that's the crux of why i do what i do now because i it came to me that, boy, this is pretty cool. What's what's going on here? And I, I think that was the start of the thought for that you and I would work together later. Right. One of the things
2: I do is uh, we have a, a gal in, uh, that goes to our church that is a pre-sentence investigator, and she goes to um, Ada County uh, Jail a lot, and if there's somebody that is expressing interest in In having a a clergy to come and and visit, Um, I go there, and I always tell them, you know, uh, when you you get into RDU, and you get your feet on the ground, and as soon as you can, get to G-Block.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: (laughs) And because it's, uh, you know, it's got the dog program.
0: We did all the suicide watch, and uh, we became the workers for the whole institution, so uh, if those of you who don't know, it's still a case, actually. We had the warden on, if you look back in the archives, we had the warden on just a few weeks ago, Al Ramirez, and he's uh, still locked down pretty much 23 hours, seven days a week. The state has made an effort to do away with um, single-celled kind of uh, solitary confinement, but it still really exists in one of the box, and I think they're going away from it. They're taking some statistics that say they've gone away from it, it's still going on at max.
2: Yes. Well, sometimes you just have guys. The slow that, change changes slow. Yeah, yeah but the, some guys just need that alone time. Sometimes I yeah. think.
0: So you and I met at Hope Community, and you came out with yep. those guys, and yep. you brought not only that, but you brought Celebrate Recovery.
2: Yes, we did Celebrate Recovery. Uh, Dave Stone and I, mm-hmm. and um, um, we. Um, I think it was interesting. Uh, Dave Stone, he, we we sat down and and, uh, and we said, how how does this look like? What. What do we need to do to help the guys out there? And uh, we came up with three things. Um, of course, it was celebrate recovery. It um, you know it, it just put everything in perspective as far as uh, getting out of denial. And and I remember one time and there was a, a, a um, uh, African American guy there and a younger guy, probably in his early twenties. And uh, we were going through uh, we were going through celebrate recovery and um and Dave Stone looked over at him, and he and he said, "This guy just looked like deer in the, in the headlights. And Dave Stone asked him, he said, "Are you okay?" And the guy looked at Dave and said, "I just realized um I'm an addict <laughs> <laughs> and And everybody laughed and said, "Well, why, you know, that's the reason you're here mm-hmm. and he, but uh, but that uh, celebrate recovery just made it personal for him. Where he, um, where it was really a good start for him to then start working on his, uh, mm-hmm. on his. Uh, yeah, like
0: I said, I think it meant it's like anything else in life. It's, uh, it, this was a, an eye opener for for many of us who were there and uh, gave us uh, a framework by which many of the people um, we still communicate with. I mean, I've been out for six and a half years, and the work that we do now. Uh, We still see people interacting, and and so I kind of almost keep track. I've tried to keep track of everybody that I knew or that I've run across, and every once in a while somebody will come across and tell me they've been something, or we'll make a post about a dog, and, I mean, we're spread out. We've got people in Pennsylvania and Florida up and Washington. They're all over the place, but they tend via social media to kind of keep in touch, so it's real interesting.
2: Well, I know um, it just does my heart good. To, uh, this morning we uh, talked about some of the guys that uh, went through Hope Community, and they're still out and doing great, getting married, having good jobs. Um.
0: And I and think to, we're, we're talking to you on a Christian radio station, so let's be real clear about something. Not all those guys are all church-going guys still. Some of those are still struggling with all sorts of aspects of Absolutely. their lives and Absolutely. have gone on to lead secular lives. and. But I think they, at least through social media, link to us. And you're always trying to plant the seed, quote-unquote, that at some point in time when it becomes important, they will look in their heart and kind of come back and hopefully connect with us. That's the work almost that we have to do, right?
2: So um, uh, (coughs) Dave Stone, uh, you know, we talked uh, when when Dave Stone and I met, you know, we talked about CR, and that, uh, and then uh, the other two things was humor that we wanted to put in there. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I forgot I, about that. I tried, to fi- I tried to find the the dumbest jokes I could.
0: And I think you succeeded at that too. I <laughs> forgot about that because I—that's right. You would always come in and it was always like he's going to do the lamest kind of joke he can find, yeah. and and uh, he did do that every and, week. And I
2: think the lamest one was there was a guy that walked into a bar. Uh-huh. Ouch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think they get any worse than that. That's it. I know, man. That's a, we, Justin, we maybe did, did that out of the thing. That's, a, that's pretty good. I like that. I'd forgotten all about that. So, in 2017, also, too, uh, after you retired from uh, 10 Mile, we I recruited you to come kind of help us in the morning with what we do. And what we do is kind of see people on their first day of incarceration, out of incarceration. And they come by our offices at Pure Wellnesses at Systemic Change of Idaho, I guess, same address. At 963 South orchard and if you're listening to us out in the desert that would be the place to go because now as we we just left there this morning and because we're taping on uh, Thursday before the for Saturday and um, you know it's, it's kind of filled with all sorts of people there are people there to help you now with employment there are people now to help you with the computers and we have that office from 9 to 12. so that's a good place to stop in we noted that we've been doing that for when did we decide we started uh, May May. And how many people have we seen since then? Uh, over 120. How about that? 120 people come in, and we we know that because we hand them out vouchers for clothes for a token amount and set them up with resources and try to make that a central place to go uh, as you're going forward when you run across problems as you're being released. We're trying to make that the uh, Ada County Connection at Peer Wellness Uh, the hope for 2018 is that there'll be a similar place that we've got picked out to expand to in canyon county and so that's what we're doing in terms of that
2: yeah and i'd just like to just uh piggyback on that um just seeing the guys i mean uh, the case managers uh ron cook when he uh when he brought one of the guys, uh, he had that uh, piece of paper, that that flyer that you hand out, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, I have every right to be here because. And he had, to, you know, and then yeah. he's, then he's, he's encouraging you to make copies and send mm-hmm. them back out yeah, yeah. so everyone can get what this good deal that I'm getting.
0: Here's the thing; it's the funny thing about any kind of bureaucracy or any kind of thing that you're attempting to do in life, and it's not just working with the Department of Corrections, but we sat with the director, uh, Director Atencio, and. Uh, um, certainly the, the um, and the head of parole, uh, David Birch, and I said, we're going to do this. He said, hey, it's a great idea. I'll send out an email. We'll tell everybody about it. And it has now almost taken a year to where I still got case. And Ron Cook was my case manager at Max. Yeah, right. And so for him to come walking in, going, yeah, you know, it's like slowly, slowly, slowly they figure mm-hmm. out that that's what's going on. Yeah. But it's now starting to work. And uh, they've is. hired, uh, they have a mentor program at the state many people know about and Those guys are Vista workers, and they're starting to come around in the morning and use the same facilities. So, yeah, it's sort of cool. That's what we always envisioned it. Mm -hmm. Um, The name, I think we call it a coffee bar, and um, uh, that's Doug Hardy's name. So we give Doug Hardy some credit because he he always comes up with the names of these things. And so he (laughs) came up with a flyer name. We're sitting in his studio today while he is off in Florida, and I'm sitting in his chair too, which is he just would not approve of. I'm sure, but uh, we're having fun with that. So.
2: Well, and then uh, and then the one thing I see a lot is when people come in, and uh, and especially you, Mark, when you start telling them all the, the things you know, the vouchers, the the help, the victory over sin, um, and there's uh, AA and NA and all the services that are offered just in that area. You can just you can just see the uh, the heavy load that's taken off of their shoulders. Because now they sit they know that there's there's hope out
0: there. Yeah, there's a place to go. And I think it's also it's staffed there are good people like Daryl who understand and know and love those us returning citizens. But we try to make sure it's stocked with people who have been in the system too. So it's just not Mark and his buddies, it's other people who have been incarcerated and who are there offer support because what we always say in all our groups is that so much of it, your success on parole will be the community that you d- that you surround yourself with, and so that's what we're trying to do.
2: Yeah, and another thing, I think that um, uh, for one of the highlights for 2017 is um, it was one thing that uh, that we do is uh, uh, pick up uh, returning citizens from the institution.
0: Yeah, we're sure doing that,
2: and that's uh, I think that is uh, really good because you've got about a half an hour where you can just talk to them and. You know, tell them about some of the good churches that are around and CR and And AA, and
0: and that's what we hope for 2018 too. So that's hopefully where we'll expand again. You're listening to my voice. That's something you need. That's what I could use volunteers for over there. And also too, I'm gonna before we run out of time, uh, my little nonprofit IMSI got uh, we got to have a day at Ten Mile Christian. That's coming. That took almost six years to make that work. And we had we had our own mission day where we were featured and the message of the day a few, uh, six weeks ago or so. And so that was real powerful, and did a video and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, guys out there, you just have to be consistent with what you want to do and what your dream is, and it'll come to fruition. It's starting to come to fruition for us, and, uh, and what we're doing is to make life better for those of us who uh, have to follow me out and uh, make things easier for me. I think...
2: Yeah, it's really exciting that, uh, that 10 Mile Christian and uh, IMSI Hope Community Phase 2 has partnered. Yeah, it and, is. And it's uh, it's nothing but just, uh, it's gone uh, gangbusters.
0: And we got to, I think we got to, uh, IMSI took over the mantle, I think with the cookie program out at Max this year. And I got to really see that. So we kind of, we think, they count the cookies a little bit differently, but we think we, 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 uh, Equal the, the year before, which was forty-two thousand cookies max. So it looks like we'll do that every year now for that institution, and that kind of splashes over to other institutions. So, and that's a, a key point. So we made some really nice strides. Think of anything else, and. 2017 we're missing that you uh, let me see no i think we got it got you retired man that's pretty cool Yes. got you out where you can spend mornings with us that's kind of cool it's it's been great yeah to do not as, you don't have to do as many weddings or funerals as you to have d- to do <laughs> right 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 so 2018 what, what do you think we're looking towards 2018
2: uh, you know um like you said just uh being steady eddie and uh getting the word out and uh uh, to uh, uh, not only to the uh, returning citizens, but also to the ideal staff.
0: I think so, and I think we're becoming a credible partner with that. Uh, they're talking about another uh, volunteer religious uh, coordinator, uh, religious uh, volunteer meeting. So they're talking about that again too. Um, the department's bringing on somebody for a reentry in charge of and all of that. I think that's coming closer and closer to fruition. So um, again, we've got a department that wants us. Us, meaning people who are volunteers that uh, work with Returning Citizens, wants us actively involved. In fact, they could not do what they do without us and in the, in that there. and yeah. the, the mentors that sign up or the religious volunteers that go out to the prison and talk to Returning Citizens as they're getting out and then support them once they're released. So it's all a good year for 2018, we hope. We think things are going up.
2: Yes, I'd really like to see in in uh, 2018 is uh, if we could set up some kind of a fund because with uh, with guys getting out, you know, there's some help out there. Mm-hmm. But um, if uh, if they don't uh, match the criteria, then uh, they're having to go to. Um, uh, to the rescue mission.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we'd like incorporate. incorporated also is some kind of a fund for people that we know are doing good that can and I'm, I'm be happy to let IMSI be the nonprofit that focuses so that so again, you're out there and you say people need help with housing, write IMSI a check and we'll do it from there. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for coming in today and uh, before we do leave uh, Monday night, this is Saturday so if uh, you know Mr. Dick Gallegos, we're having kind of a birthday celebration for him on Monday night at St. Mark's at 6 o'clock Absolutely. and from that reentry conference from St. Vincent de Paul and so he's been one of the pillars that got that group going which got systemic uh, Change of Idaho going so we're going to wish him a happy birthday on Monday night so if you listen to this on Saturday you can still reach out to me and I'll make sure that you know where it is or though it's at St. Mark's on 6 o'clock on Monday night so come by and say hi thank you so much for uh, stopping in and uh, sharing and being my buddy and listen to me for all these years and uh you know here my partner and my confidant we got to sit in doug's chair we thought that's yeah, pretty cool pretty yeah cool.
2: mark thanks for having me i've really enjoyed this i appreciate it we'll god would. bless we'll
1: do it again and have a little faith in me and have a little faith in me
0: Again, I want to thank Daryl Taylor for coming in and doing that for us today. Daryl is, uh, boy, I tell you, I keep they're expanding at Ten Mile Christian. Here's start this. Let's start this rumor that the buildings that they're expanding. One of them will be the Daryl Taylor um, pri- Prison Ministry Wing. Let's name it that, man. As they expand out there, they need to do that. If you need any information about what we do and how we do it. We're easy to reach. You can reach out to us at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can email us at systemicchangeofidaho, all spelled out, at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. And you can actually call us on the phone, believe it or not, at 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin. Thank you so much.